Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 202. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Hello there, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I am hoping that you're not hearing what's above me. It's very, very loud in my house right now, but I really do need to get this recorded. So this is just what we're going to do. Well, I hope that you are winding down your November in a way that you're happy about that you're proud of. And know here in America, we've got Thanksgiving coming up in just two days from when this episode airs. And you know, that is often a big binge fest for a lot of people. It's where we end up eating a lot more food and possibly drinking way more alcohol than we would like. And then that just kind of sets us off into, you know, the next several weeks of spiraling into the new year, (laughs) gaining, you know, five, 10 pounds or so. And so I wanted this episode to be about how to handle the holidays, how to make it so that you can get through this one piece. Now, this is something that we discuss and coach on all of the time in my weight loss for doctors only program. And that is why I brought on one of my coaches to talk with me today about this topic. So her name is Lynn Grogan. She's amazing. Lynn has been working with me for now, what did we say? Almost two years. Yeah, we're pretty much at two years now. She is amazing. I actually met her well before we started working together. And, you know, always enjoyed being with her. And then it was when I was looking for someone to come and help me in the program and someone that we both know who we both really respect a lot. She said, Oh, hey, you know what? You know, Lynn, Lynn's available. You should reach out to her. And I snapped that up right away. (laughs) I was like, Oh, yes, not messing around. 
And it really has been a dream come true, I think, really for both of us. I think I can say that. She has been someone who kind of came on really just as a pretty minimal role doing some coaching for me in the program and has taken on much more of a leadership role within the business over time. And she does a great job at that. All of our clients love her. She's an just a fantastic coach. And she also is responsible for so many of the things that make our program so special and so well run and so supportive. She really is so great at that. She's the director of programming. And so she is just on top of all that stuff. There comes a point as a business owner where your brain can only hold so much or think about so much. And so she's like an extension, I feel like of my brain. (laughs) It's amazing. So anyway, she is just a delight, a great, great person, very insightful and has so much experience as really, truly a professional coach. And so I just thought it'd be so fun to have her come on and we could discuss together how to handle the holidays. So please enjoy these really great tips. This is all the stuff that we see people struggling with all the time, year after year. And then we have, you know, some, some thoughts about how this year might be a little bit different, unique, special in some ways and how to handle that as well. So please enjoy my conversation with Lynn. And, you know, I really hope that you're able to apply at least one of the tips that we offer to you in this episode. Okay, enjoy. Lynn Grogan. Yay. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Yes, this is a long overdue podcast Mm -hmm. episode. And I'm super excited to do this. We were thinking like, okay, what should we talk about? Of course, the holidays came up. So perfect for what we're going to be, you know, heading into and just finishing up 2020, which has been, you know, the year. I don't even know what to say about it, but I have a feeling that there it's just going to be an, a, a different and interesting holiday season for us. Yep. Perfect timing. Now, before we get going, I would love it if you could just give us a little introduction. Just tell us about you mm-hmm. and all the interesting things about you. <laughs> sure. I have worked with you for what, two years now as a coach on your team. And over time I have like the word graduated came to mind. No, just like <laughs> you've been promoted. I got promoted. Uh, so now I'm lead coach running our, you know, our coach team director of programs. And I just love it. I love working with all the clients. And, you know, I think one thing that usually surprises people about me and my lifestyle is that for the last several years, up until very recently, my husband and I traveled full-time in our RV, our motorhome. So there were many times where I was coaching clients from, you know, the middle of the woods and they had no idea, but it was a, just a fabulous way of, you know, making a life of my dreams, you know, on the road as a coach. So now we're in a house, but I know that there's going to be times where we travel and work and make that work. Yes. I think that is for sure. One of the most interesting things about you (laughs) nomadic (laughs) lifestyle and this pull, because over the years, like you have, you know, sort of settled a bit and then it's like the itch comes back again. You're like, we got to get out of here. (laughs) Oh, it's here right now, but then isn't it there for everyone? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's actually a really good point. Cause I've had that as well. I'm like, where Mm -hmm. can we go? We need to go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're going across town is lost its appeal at this point. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you did get you guys just bought your first house we and did. it's super fun. You have bees. Yes, there's bees, you know, a, a giant garden that we will be tending to in the spring. Hopefully yeah. we'll be getting chickens. So, Yay. you know, it's a different identity for me to be stationary, but I'm excited. We're excited. Just trying to yeah. figure out what this all looks like moving forward, right. but it does make working a lot easier. And I'm not trying to figure out where my next source of internet is coming from. I always love you're like, let me try this hotspot. Let me try this hotspot. No, I've got one more. Let me try this hotspot. I'm like holding an antenna in my hand going, ah, you know, oh gosh, I don't miss it. Uh, 
you always made it work though. I, I, I love that. You were just yeah. like, nope, nope, you're scrappy. You're like, you're going to figure out a way. I always did. <laughs> Which is great. Okay. So let's talk about the holidays this mm-hmm. year. So how do you sort of see the holidays being different for people this year? Oh, in so many ways. So usually it's just be like, okay, are we going to your house? You're like, your families are mine, right? No brainer, right? Usually people are doing the same thing. What I'm coaching on a lot right now is just that like grand debate. Like, are we meeting in person? Are we not meeting in person? Like, who are we meeting in person? And suddenly it's all of this drama before the actual holidays happen, which also invokes a lot of drama when you actually show up. So that's the biggest thing I've seen is that grand debate. Yeah. So it's like layering of... of Mm -hmm you know, mind drama, right? It's like mm-hmm. already the difficulty of all the stressors. And then on top of it, who's upset with you, who wants you to be doing something you don't want to be doing, or who's not willing to do what you want to do and making that all diff- difficult. Yeah. I think that, you know, as a physician entering into this holiday season, I think that you really have to you know, obviously manage your thoughts around what you're willing to do and what you're not and like your reasons for it. And then when you do whatever it is you do, if you decide to get together with people, you know, family or friends or whoever, you really have to be willing to leave. Mm-hmm. I think this is an important thing to say. I was telling you that, I don't know, it was maybe a month ago or so that I was invited with my son to sort of party type of thing. It was like at the end of a sports season that he had. And I initially thought, oh, no, we're not doing things like that. But the family said, well, it's going to be outdoors, masks required, like all the food and beverages were all like single serving, you know, like they were like, no, this will totally be like a socially distanced kind of thing. It'd just be so nice for the boys to get together. And so I thought, okay, this is, of course, my thought. Well, I don't want to be that mom who don't like won't let his son go. And then, of course, we go. And I and I and I know these parents too. And so I trusted them to kind of like enforce the rules and got there. And that was not at all what was happening. There were tons of people with masks off. People were standing closely. It was it was just it was very uncomfortable because it wasn't as advertised. And so in hindsight, you know, just thinking about it, like. I did not even realize, like, I I just am so like trusting slash gullible, <laughs> you know, I just, I'm like, what could go wrong? That's always, that could be like the theme of my life. I'm like, what could go wrong? And then I go there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why are people not following the rules? And so then, then in the moment, I'm feeling all uncomfortable and not sure what to do. So what I want to just suggest to everyone listening is that if you decide to go to something like, you know, some people are like, everyone's getting a COVID test and like, everyone's going to isolate mm-hmm. before they get together and things like that. If you get there and something isn't right, whatever it is, you have to be willing to go, listen, guys, I love you. And we're leaving. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to stay to this, stay and be in this and, you know, expose myself or my family or whatever it is. And I think just as a physician it's even more important just because we are in closer contact with people mm-hmm. in general. So you, you know, really what it is, is being willing to change your circumstances. <laughs> if the other circumstances change, right? If the circumstances you're going to a party, or going to, you know, some gathering or get together or a holiday with people. And you know, these are the rules that they've outlined that people are going to follow. But when you get there, the circumstances different, meaning they are not following those rules, or that's not being enforced, then prepare yourself in advance for what it would look like if you just were like, you know what, I'm not into this. This isn't good. I'm going to leave. Because of course, 
when we force ourselves to stay and then it doesn't work out the way it should, mm-hmm. meaning someone gets sick or, you know, it's, it does, well, not even the way it should, but just the way that we expected it to, then in hindsight, we're beating ourselves up and going, yeah. oh, why didn't I just leave? So I think it's also like connecting to your intuition or your gut feeling. If mm-hmm. you get there and your, your intuition's telling you, this is not good. You should not be here. And you should listen to that. You don't need to get all cerebral about it and have your thoughts about you know, excuses or explain it or whatever, you could just go, you know what? My gut's telling me I should leave. And so we're going to do that. I don't even know why. I don't have to understand it, but I'm going to leave. And then the other thing that I think is really good is to just spend a little time envisioning what kind of experience, you know, you want to have. Like you got to think about like, if you're going to get together with a bunch of people or even just a small number of people, but it's going to be really stressful and you're going to be, you know, having to do like Olympic level mind management to get through it is that really the best decision for you? And it's okay to just say no. This is this is where we have to dig into our people yes. and tendencies. Like it's okay to not do what other people want you to do and let them own their emotions, right? Because what you do doesn't determine how other people feel. It's their thoughts about it. So when you are changing what you want to do or what's best for you in order to try to manipulate how they feel, that feels terrible for you and makes you really a liar, right? Because you're not even wanting to do that thing that you're saying you want to do. So, okay. So let's talk about before the holiday or the event, how you can support yourself. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So So I think, yeah. So we determined from all that, like there's going to be emotions either way. If you go and be with the people, yay, you're probably going to have a lot of emotions there. And if you're not probably a lot of emotions there, I think the biggest thing that we talk to our clients about is having a plan That's written out in advance, very specific, right? That includes what you want to do, what you don't want to do, and all the challenges that are going to come up in there, right? So it's writing out everything specifically from, you know, my mom might tell me like, oh my gosh, is that all you're eating? Like, how am I going to have my own back if if she says that? And I want to stick to my plan. You know, it's writing that out ahead of time. And then also spending the time to rehearse, like to just go, okay, these are the written words, but how does it look in my mind? What is like, almost like you're an actor in a play. Here are the lines that I want to have, but then also like practicing saying them, right? To give yourself a chance to like go through that. Yes, exactly. Like envisioning your future self, you, you know, in however many days or a week or whatever in that scenario, having all the success, right? You want to envision exactly how it can go. Now, what you have to also do though is that doesn't mean you having like all the success means that everyone else acts the way that you think that they should. <laughs> right? It's not like this dream world where Uncle Bob behaves himself and isn't making, you know, political comments that enrage you, you know, like I'm laughing because oh, I have an Uncle Bob. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's more shoving shots at people, but you know, okay. that's another okay. story. A little different. <laughs> but but so, you know, you have to envision all the people being there acting the way they always act maybe even worse, you know, incrementally Mm -hmm. worse than they usually do, let's just say, and then how you're going to have tons of success, even in that environment, like really envision that if you're having a hard time envisioning it, don't then decide it's impossible and Mm -hmm. screw it all. Might as well just eat and drink everything. (laughs) If you're having a hard time, then just play with the idea. What would somebody else who didn't struggle in this way. Like how would they act in this? So maybe you can't envision yourself having success, but you can envision someone else having success. And then you kind of can act as if like you can pretend to be that person. Like you're saying, like being like pretending to be an actor playing a role, Mm -hmm. 
Like what might that be? That's so cool. Let's just talk about planning in general. Some people really don't like to plan, do they? <laughs> Some people oh, no. are very resistant to planning. They don't like to write things down. They say they have it all in their head or they just think that that doesn't allow them to be spontaneous the way they want to be or things like that. And so I would like to suggest that if you don't want to plan or you're resistant to planning, that you think about why that might be. Not because planning is the right way to do it, because you're bad if you don't plan or things like that, but instead thinking about it like, okay, how might a plan support me? Mm. Like, why might this be a good idea? Right. And why might I not want to? Because when you find out why you're resistant to doing it, I mean, you can find out some really good stuff. It might be because deep down, you really want to overeat on all the desserts, or you really want to get drunk with your family or whatever. It is. Like, <laughs> you just, you've got to find out what that is because otherwise this is what we see all the time, right? We see clients who put together the whole plan, do everything like, you know, check all the boxes of the things to do to prepare themselves. And then they just still go in and eat and drink all the things. And they're like, when am I going to actually follow my plan? And so this leads to the next one of our steps, which is asking yourself on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to following this plan? And if you're not an eight or higher, then we, we need to modify this plan because, you know, I mean, you've done this. I've done this too, where we've coached someone where this has happened. And I'm like, okay, what was your plan? And they tell me, I'm like, okay, scale of one to 10, how likely were you to follow that? They're like a two. Yeah. So like, then it's not surprising. Of course they went off their plan then. So what we want to do is we want to get your plan to the place where you're at eight, nine or 10 in confidence level that you're going to follow this plan. So if you're not there, what you need to do is stop making it as restrictive or limiting as you have been making it be, right? Like you have to look at it like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to totally just write down that I'm going to eat three pieces of pie. Like if I think I can for sure commit to, you know, eating one, two or three pieces of pie, like that gives me to an eight or greater, like maybe that's what I should do. But I would rather you plan to overeat and then overeat than plan to not overeat, go against your plan and your relationship with yourself and still overeat. Yeah. This is really, I just want to say that again, because this is important. Yes. I want you, I'd rather you plan to overeat and then overeat and have your back and not beat yourself up over it than to plan to not overeat, to not have the things that typically are enticing to you and then still have them and then erode your relationship with yourself, make you feel like you need to beat yourself up. Like that's somehow going to help you. And, you know, then of course, several days after you're still feeling bad about yourself. You're still feeling bad that you can't do what you said you're going to do. So make sure that whatever you say you're going to do, you're very, very likely to follow it. That's yeah. super important. And so, I think that's the, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I think go that's ahead. the part that's most surprising to our clients. They're like, wait a minute, but shouldn't it be this really strict plan? But it's like, it's, it is more about that relationship with yourself. And so that plan with yourself could be something as simple as, you know, like, I'm just not going to overeat. I'm going to, I can eat whatever I want, but I'm going to stop when I'm at a plus four on the hunger scale. And so it doesn't have to be this elaborate plan where you're like in my details, it could be something as simple as that. Yeah. I love that because so often, especially with, you know, these holidays, like we get into so much scarcity and it's like, we know this, the more we tell ourselves we can't have something, the more we want it. Right. Mm -hmm. We wonder why we have so much over desire for food. And it's like, because we're telling ourselves, no, you can't have that. But meanwhile, the other half of our brain is like, that looks amazing. I want it so badly. Right. So, yeah. So, so, so important. So tell us about how our listeners can prepare themselves for really, truly being, you know, having tons of success. Cause we have 
a whole like travel and special events mm-hmm. bonus module in the program. And so I know you coach on this all of the time. Yes. Well, I think one of the things is to remember that like, once you create the plan, it doesn't just go like fold your notebook, go back on the shelf. Like we need to revisit the plan. We need to review it. It could be once a day during the holiday event. It could be hourly going back to it and just remember like what you are actually committing to keeping it top of mind and then just reviewing it. Like, okay, if day one of the plan didn't go great, okay, what can I learn from that? How could I modify for tomorrow so that I am, you know, setting myself up for success? Because that's the biggest thing is I'll check in with somebody later. Like, oh, did you make a plan? Yes, I totally did hundred percent. What happened then? Oh, I don't know. I forgot what the plan was. So it's like, okay, I've got to remember it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it really, you can just like put it in a note on the notes app of your mm-hmm. phone, you know, like just have it a- available to you. Maybe even, I mean, if it's like a, a longer thing, you might even want to set a little like, you know, vibrating reminder on your phone every 30 minutes or every hour. And you can go to the bathroom and just review it again. Like, you know, this isn't something that's like weird diet mentality stuff. This is just how you rewire your brain to take you know, to think the thoughts and feel the feelings that are required to take the actions that will support you to give you the result that you want at the end. That's really all it is. It's not anything weird. It's just like, Hey, if we don't like the way that we've showed up in the past at, you know, situations like this, like, how can we change that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, my brain just likes to forget. I don't know about yours. My brain's like, what plan? I don't remember that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the more elaborate it is, the less likely I'm going to remember it. So like yes. when I talk about simplicity, like that can right. be your friend. Definitely. And I think that, you know, sometimes we write this plan and it looks brilliant, but you know, like it's always a great idea. Like if you do have somebody to run it by, like, you know, coach on a one-on-one session where you could just say, I just want to talk this through. It might just be like, yeah, that sounds amazing. But even just saying it out loud can be helpful in terms of confirming that commitment to yourself. Totally. And sometimes, you know, a coach can kind of say like, oh, okay, I see that like over the course of the day, you're going to, you know, allow yourself to have three alcoholic drinks. Like, so what, let's get a little bit clearer about that. Like one thing I might suggest is like, hey, you know, you might want to think about deciding, you know, how you're going to pace yourself with those drinks, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you'd like down those back to back to back, because you're totally stressed out because of, you know, Uncle Bob, poor Uncle Bob, all the Uncle Bobs (laughs) out there are getting bad rep today. But right, like, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, three sheets to the wind, you're not going to be checked in at all. And you're going to just wonder what happened, you know, at the at the end of the day, or the next day, you're like, how did this go? So one thing I like to suggest is deciding to have a like a tall glass of water in between each drink, or possibly even two tall glasses of water between each alcoholic drink, just to pace yourself, just to slow yourself down to keep yourself in that place where you can, you know, obviously enjoy yourself, but you're still able to stay focused enough to make the decisions that are going to serve you overall so that you can be proud of after. You know, another thing that we see so much before holidays or before events is scarcity around what's going to be served there. Now, sometimes you know what's going to be served and sometimes you don't. As we're recording this, we're heading into Thanksgiving time. And I know when this episode goes live, it'll be right before Thanksgiving. And so often it's like, oh, but, you know, grandma makes the special whatever, or, you know, this thing that we only have once a a year. And, you know, what I want to remind everybody is that for most foods, you can get the recipe and you can make it any day of the year. Like if you want, you know, amazing stuffing or mashed potatoes or like whatever it is, the sweet potato casserole or like whatever it is that you love, the pies, like you can have that anytime you want. And so when we tell ourselves this is our only chance to have it for a year, 
it just, again, builds up that over desire. It puts so much pressure on that food to deliver for us. And then what ends up usually happening is we've built it up so much in our heads that we eat it. And you know, the first couple of bites are pretty good, but then that's gone. And we're kind of disappointed because we built it up to be this like amazing experience. And you know, how long does it take to eat a piece of pie? five, 10 minutes, 10, if you're like really slow pacing yourself, right. (laughs) And then it doesn't take that long. And then before you know it, you're like, Oh, well, I kind of wanted more. And then we're looking like, Oh, maybe it wasn't, you know, the apple pie that was going to do it. Maybe it's the pecan pie and that now I need to have a slice of that. And we're just like grasping and looking for something else. That's going to give us that feeling that we thought we were going to have. So when you, take away the wind out of the sails of that, that over desire, you're not putting so much importance over the food onto the food. And you're realizing like, I can make this anytime I want to, or I can go to, you know, I can request someone makes this for me. If I can't make it myself, I can purchase something somewhere that's equally as good, if not better at any time. So, okay, this can be a really nice, pleasant meal, but this doesn't have to be like the end all be all most important thing that your brain will try to make it mean if you have a lot of that scarcity wrapped up in it. Yeah. When I could see too this year, like if you don't get to see grandma, like not using the food as a proxy for grandma, right? Mm -hmm. Like going, oh, okay, well, I need to have this food now because grandma's not here to fill in for the loneliness of not having her around. So it's like watching out for that side too. Yes. And you know what, while you're that, that, you know, is such a good point, you know, it could be that grandma passed away. Like it could be Mm -hmm. grandma died from COVID this year you know, or some other family member, it could be that, you know, we're getting together with family members, and it's actually really like, heavy with sadness over some tragic things that have happened this year. And I think that's an important thing to take into consideration as well, that there might be this added layer of intensity and intense emotion that you want to just anticipate and think about and think through a little bit going into it, right? If grandma's not there, we can't get together with grandma you know, what are ways that we can make it special? Maybe we can tell stories about grandma. Maybe we can go through her old recipes. Maybe we can, you know, look at pictures or things like that to really make the day meaningful without it having to be just eating and eating and eating. Yeah. Well, I think too, is when you have a plan, you have this framework to go with. So you like, I don't have to think about what I'm going to have for lunch. Now I can notice these intense emotions that are coming up for me. When my brain isn't occupied with what's next, I can be in the moment, which is really good. Totally, totally. And so that's the other side of this is like, we've been all wanting to get together with people for so long. So if we do decide to give ourselves that privilege of getting together with a bunch of people, you know, making sure that you're really clear on what is meaningful to you about this interaction. Is it that you both get to chew and swallow next to one another? Like, is that the the best part of it? Or, Or is it the conversation, right? Is it the connection? Is it being able to catch up with each other? Is it being able to just have the energy and be in that energy of having all those people together? Focusing on that, making sure that you're letting your brain notice this is pleasurable. This is good. This is one of the best parts of this day rather than, you know, diluting your brain into thinking that the food is the best part of it. It really doesn't have to be. It might be, but it doesn't have to be. You can write better experiences from that. Okay. So let's talk about during. So now you get to your event, you get to your holiday, you know, you all get together. So now what do we do? What do we suggest? (laughs) Well, like I said before, just like reviewing that plan that you set up beforehand is awesome, right? Just to keep it top of mind. I think there's also going to be a part of this where, you know, during the event, it's just keeping like in touch with yourself, you know, just 
what's going on for me right now. If you're noticing any like emotions coming up for you, you know, doing some sort of check-in. I mean, you love to ask people like what's going on, love, like Mm -hmm. instead of reaching for the food, you know, just, you know, doing a quick check-in just to see, okay, how am I doing? Okay. Like, okay, maybe I am a little bit stressed out. Do I need to take a minute? Do I need to like go for a walk outside, check out for a second, just so I can like better support myself. So I would say like, that would be one part of it is seeing if you can stay in that present moment and checking in. Yeah, for sure. Especially for all the introverts out there, these big events can be really, really tiring and taxing. And it's totally okay to step outside for a minute. I mm-hmm. honestly think going to the bathroom is one of our best bets. Like, <laughs> or if you have little kids, they might need to, you know, go out or like if you have a baby that needs to nurse or something, those can be really good opportunities for you to get away, recharge your batteries a little bit, you know, just work on supporting yourself and taking good care of yourself in that environment for sure. And so speaking of that, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I identify as an extrovert, but with not having as much human contact lately, I find it personally a little bit overwhelming. So I could definitely see like using that as like anticipating that, like that could be one of my obstacles. Like now there's, you know, 12 people in the room. How do I support myself anticipating that? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. As an introvert myself, I'm like, I don't know how the extroverts live. (laughs) (laughs) I just assume you all just like are love it all the time. Love it all the time. Right. (laughs) It's a little shocking after not having it for a while. I'm like, who are these people? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then another thing that is so helpful during an event is utilizing your support systems. And so that could be reaching out to a friend. It could be looking at, you know, a message that you've already created for yourself in our program and masters and beyond. So that's after people have done weight loss for doctors only, and they're, they're continuing on, we have accountability groups and, you know, that we just have, we really work to foster these relationships where, you know, you really end up with someone that you could reach out to, or maybe several people where you can say, Hey guys, I'm going to need extra support. Who's going to be around during this time. I promise I'll check in with you. I promise I'll do whatever. And that helps to keep you accountable during that. So, you know, just remembering you don't, have to go through this alone and finding whoever that person is, who's really, who's not going to be like, screw it. You, you only live once YOLO, like have it all, you know, (laughs) which also is, is an option. Like that could be okay. You just want to make sure that whatever the person is offering to you is what you want to be offered. (laughs) You want to make sure it actually (laughs) supports you and all of that. So, you know, one thing I just realized that we didn't talk about is how you lost weight too. You're like, yeah, I've worked with you, but you totally lost weight doing this work oh, as well. Yeah. Yep. We didn't talk about that. See, I sometimes forget to talk about it too. So tell us really quick about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So back in like, think, I don't know, 2017, I lost 35 or 40 pounds and, you know, using the same method that you did Katrina and, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same stuff that we teach our clients and keeping it off. And so, yeah, I've kept it off this whole time. And I mean, my, my brain still offers me that food is the solution sometimes. And so it's like, I use these mind management tools. It's not like you get to the point where you're like, I'm hundred percent done. It's just that now, you know, you have a further developed relationship with the tools to be able to help yourself. So for sure, I will be using all of these things I'm talking about today throughout the holidays, whatever they end up looking like for us. Exactly. Exactly. I think like, I don't think you have to have had a weight issue to be able to coach on weight but I think it really helps (laughs) to just really understand because I've been coached by coaches who have never had a weight issue. And it's so interesting how they find like overeating. So like not bizarre, but like, so 
Like, why would like you foreign. ever do that? Foreign, exactly. That's a really yeah. good, good way to to talk about it. So I, I do think that it's really helpful yeah. when you have somebody who's like, oh, listen, I've been there. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And also <laughs> that's not true. You don't have to think about it that way, right? <laughs> yeah, having that reference point. And that's also like this further point of fascination for me because my journey, you know, is similarities, but there's also so many differences. So I'm always so fascinated with people's relationships with food. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. I I feel like it's it's everyone's got their own kind of unique version of that story. And so while we have so many things that are similar, it's like hearing someone else's different version of it. It's always so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like so fun to help them to create a solution. So great. Okay. So then the event is over. You made it through. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? (laughs) What do we do after? (laughs) Like we could go take a nap, sleep it off. Maybe we still do that after that. What do we do, Lynn? You know, my first thought was you put the sweatpants on. You're right. <laughs> right. 100%. Calling back. Um, well, I think too is part of this is creating like this process that you can use over and over and over again, right? It's not like you have to reinvent the wheel every single time you have a holiday or a special event coming up. So it's reviewing, hey, what worked for me here? What do I want to repeat next time? And what can I learn from? Okay, you know, rather than going into like beating yourself up, you know, the, the extra piece of pie that you ate, it's just like, okay, well, that's so interesting. Why did that happen? Okay. Yeah. I was feeling a little bit extra stressed because, you know, everything was on fire in the kitchen. Totally understandable. Right. How could I support myself differently next time? Just asking those types of questions. Totally. Totally. And really coming at it from a place of curiosity and, Mm. and, you know, just being so interested, but also having grace and compassion for yourself. This is, this sounds great and maybe kind of easy, but for a lot of our clients it's very challenging mm-hmm. because they are so skilled in beating themselves up, which I was too. And I think you were as well, just so hard on ourselves. So critical that we just want to go right into blaming ourselves and making up a story about how, you know, we failed and we're, we'll never be able to figure this out. And we didn't do it perfectly. And what I want to suggest is that, you know, part of the process of sorting this out is making mistakes, messing up, and then figuring out what the next steps are. And so it could be that like, maybe you got through almost the entire event. And at the very end, you're like, okay, I'm totally, I'm just going to have the pie or whatever it is. I'm going to have the cookies or something like that. Rather than saying, you know what, that whole thing, the whole event ended up being a failure because look what I ended up doing at the end. You know, it's important to look at it like, okay, I had all the success for, you know, seven eighths of the event or whatever, (laughs) like what created that success? Was I just using willpower? Was I just white knuckling? What were my thoughts that were, you know, and what feelings were driving the action of not eating the food? And then how did it shift and change so that I ended up eating? Like just getting to that genuine place of curiosity as though you were maybe even like seeing a patient and the patient was telling you the stuff and you're like, okay, but like, tell me all the information, tell me what's actually going on. I want to figure that all out so I can help you. Like you can do that for yourself as well. You take just that whole layer of judgment you want to take away for sure. So, so that part I think is something to practice as well. And the other thing I wanted to mention about afterward is, you know, we see this all the time. We see this with holidays. We also see it when people host parties, we see it when people go on vacation, when it's over, there, you know, as much as we have fun and we like it, and sometimes we don't have fun and we don't like it, but oftentimes at the end of it, we really are in this like stressed sympathetic state. 
And it's important to get ourselves back into a, a parasympathetic response. So what does that look like? Like, how can you actively de-stress yourself? That might look like exercising. It might look like doing a meditation or doing, you know, some tapping or taking a nap or going for a walk or, you know, whatever, listening to some music you love, like whatever works for you to get yourself back to a recentered place is going to be really, really important so that it doesn't turn into this like now it was like one event or one day or a couple of days now the whole week. And now we really are undoing the progress that that we've made. So I've seen this time and time again, I know you have as well, where, you know, we can get ourselves through the event and we do follow the plan. But then it's like that night or the day after mm-hmm. where it all goes to, you know what, right? And we just end up end up totally going off plan or, you know, eating all the leftovers or things like that. So if that's something that you're concerned about, I suggest that not only do you plan for the day of the event or the holiday, but you plan for the day after and maybe even the day after that. And only because you're just taking really, really good care of yourself. Like this isn't like punishment. This isn't some sort of, you know, corrective procedure that you have to do for yourself or something. This is just how you really set yourself up to be cared for incredibly well. So the next day you're not going, maybe I should eat all the leftovers. You're like, no, I already decided this is what I'm going to do. And maybe you don't have all the exact details about what you're going to eat, but you can decide in advance, you know, the guidelines of what each meal is going to look like, what you're going to, you know, when you're going to eat, when you're not going to eat. And that way you are really set up for success on the other end. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's, you know, the day after the event or the night after the event, that's when you have a first moment to take stock of like, wow, I really am stressed or was stressed during that period of time where you might not have noticed it the day before. So I think for a lot of clients are really surprised when they have that strong urge to eat after everybody's gone, but it's really just because you've had that moment to check in and go, oh, wow, there's like some strong emotion here. You just Mm -hmm. were able to ignore it before because of all the activity. Yeah. And then, you know, a great way to process that is to do a thought download, to do some journaling, to just like empty it all out. What we end up doing when we're eating is we're like, ooh, I don't want to have that all up in my brain. Let me just stuff it all down with some food. But there's other options, right? You can let it flow out through your pen or your fingers and just empty that all out and see if from that place you can you can take better care of yourself. I would also say too, if you're really feeling a strong urge afterward to binge or to overeat, sometimes what we can do is we can just say, well, you know what? Then you just need to journal for five minutes or 10 minutes. And at the end of that, if you still like feel like you want to eat, you can go ahead and eat. But first, I, I owe it to myself to check in and find mm-hmm. out what's really going on for me. And what we find is so often our clients will say like, well, by the end of those 10 minutes, the urge had passed. I had, I'd worked it out. I really didn't even need to eat that food. So you're not even saying, no, I won't meet this urge. You're just saying, not yet. Not yet. Give me a second urge. Let me work through this a little bit. And if you're still there, I'll I'll address it. So it's just, it takes away a lot of the resistance thinking like, oh, Mm -hmm. like I can't feel this urge. And like, I have to have it now. Like it just gives you some space, just put some space in there. Yeah. We also have a lot of our clients that like to schedule like a one-on-one private coaching call for the next day or the evening after it ends, just so that they know, like they have their support system in place almost immediately afterwards. So, so if like that thought download isn't available to them, like you were just suggesting Katrina, they're like, okay, I know I'm just going to talk to somebody tomorrow. So I'm just Mm going to wait and just process this with them. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that is so helpful too. When you know, you're like, well, I've got my coaching appointment, mm-hmm. in, you know, really a few hours. Like, I think I can make it. I'm just going to go and, and, you know, sort myself out there. It's so helpful. It's so great when you know, you're like, I'm going to go have that coaching appointment and she's going to help me straighten myself out. I don't know <laughs> what I'm, I'm going to need some help. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure yeah. I'm going to need something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and because so I mean, we're not just sitting there going, oh my gosh, that must've been so hard. We're just like, no, 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 let's process through this. This, right. Yeah, Let's get exactly. It, so. Exactly. Yes. So good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that the holidays, like, you know, I'm just thinking like final thoughts here. I mm. just think that that a lot of us really fear the holidays and events. And I just want to suggest that it doesn't have to be that way. It can be really pleasant, really pleasurable, really enjoyable, really meaningful. There can be so much connection. It, all the things that we've been wanting all year that so often we feel like we've been denied. Like you can create all of that and food does not have to be involved or it can be one of the least interesting parts of the things that, you know, were involved. And I would think my last thing is, as you were saying that I was thinking about is this, this plan that you create that we're suggesting you create doesn't have to be like strict and very like, or hard to do. Like you can have fun with it. I think it adds to the anticipation for a lot of people when they do think about like, Oh, I'm going to see my mom. Oh, I'm going to see this other family member. So it's like going into that planning process being like, well, how could this aid in me thinking about how much fun I'm going to have? How could this aid in feeling anticipation for it? So it doesn't have to be like this very strict thing that you do with yourself. It could be a fun activity too. Totally. And to play off of that, for the people who are like, I wish it was fun to go see my mom. Instead, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to want to rip my hair out. You bring the fun, right? Hmm. So you can make it fun, even when historically has, has not been super fun for you. One thing that you could do is decide, you know what, I'm going to make this fun. Like even if it's everyone's acting the way they always act, like I can have like little jokes to myself in my head, or I can find a little amusement in people acting the way they always act and like how <laughs> kind of ridiculous that can be and stuff like that. It doesn't mean I get upset. It doesn't mean I'm like rolling my eyes or like having to talk back or anything, but just finding some fun, like you can create that for yourself. So if you've never had experience doing that, then maybe this would be a good year to practice just going like, I am having a whole conversation with myself over here privately. And it's very entertaining. No one else is privy to it, but <laughs> I'm cracking up. Cause I'm like, yeah, I already do this. I'm like, okay. She said that one time. Oh, she repeated herself again and again and again right, and again. Right. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Sometimes it's like, Oh, yep. Of course there. She brought that up again, right on time. You know, like it's, it's just like, you, there really can be so much amusement in that. And it helps us to, again, to drop the resistance. Right. And we're like, Oh, right. I knew that she was going to bring that up instead of going like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? She was doing doing it again. Like, what the heck? Like, of course she's going to do it again. She always does it. Why would she not? Like it just, you know, it's so predictable. So yeah. So I think that these are great tools and tips. I think it's going to help a lot of people heading into these holidays. I think actually one more thing that I want to mention is, you know, we're talking about people getting together and feeling, you know, like the stress of being around people. Let's just not forget about the people who this year will not be able to, for whatever reason, be around people. And so maybe they're spending the holidays alone, or they're just really feeling very sad because they're missing out on all of those social opportunities that they really look forward to and are really missing those. You know, that feeling of loneliness and sadness can also drive you to overeat. And so the same stuff that we just talked about, it's the same preparation work, right? Anticipating, you know what, I'm really going to be bummed that this thing that we always go to, this tradition that we always have, like 
this is the first year and, you know, 25 years, we haven't been able to do that. Like, it's okay to let yourself grieve that, let yourself be sad about it. But then you can start thinking, okay, well, what are we going to do? How can we make this pleasant? How can I, even if I'm completely by myself, make this a really pleasant experience for myself? Even if it looks totally different than how I would prefer or how I would choose it, it still can be something that you can create that's positive for you. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Lynn. Thanks oh, for thank coming you for on the podcast. Me. Super yes. fun. And if anybody, if you if you want more of Lynn, she's <laughs> which of course you do. She's amazing. <laughs> you gotta join weight loss for doctors only. You gotta yes. come on in so that you can get all the good Lynn coaching and of course our other coaches as well. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, you get to know as well. And if, if anybody's interested in who those coaches are on Instagram recently, we've been spotlighting yeah. all the different coaches. So super fun. Okay, Lynn. Thank you so much and happy Thanksgiving. Thank I think this is yes. going live two days before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Aw, thanks. Thanks. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinaubellmd.com and click on free resources.